Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original Royals of Revenue, the Internet Traffic Kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Cook Father, DiVincenzi, the original Big Fabu, John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Internet Traffic Kings. I'm the big fat boo, John Fondy, broadcasting on the campus of UNLV here in Las Vegas. And you can see behind me, that's what Las Vegas looks like right now. I think everything that's going on out there, we're seeing it right here in Las Vegas. I'm sure that everybody uh, has seen it in their towns as well. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. I do want to remind you guys that uh, this is a non-advertiser-supported show. So we want to get you guys out there and get you tuned in with it. So share this with your friends. Give us uh, five stars um, on iTunes and Spotify and leave some comments, if you will. And also you can go to our site, which is internetmarketingkings.com. And we also have a Facebook page. So we've got a great show planned for you, some very diverse topics. I think you'll enjoy as we kind of go through uh, those topics a little bit with some of our superstars in the industry. So stick around for it. Right now it gives me great pleasure to introduce um, the, the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Hey, how are you? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing well. As, as best as can be in these times, right? It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's an in got this ongoing theme go going that how everybody is really just taking the time to uh, to adapt themselves a little bit. And so what, what have you been up to? Uh, we, we've been just, you know, chugging along with uh, different deals and, and doing the best we can in this market. You know, it's it's like an introspective time to be able to look at what we've done before, what's been successful and apply it to modern day. I mean, there's, there's a lot of knowledge there and a lot of marketers have that knowledge. Hey, you know, they, on, guys. Not, uh, hey, it looks like everybody jumped in at the same time. Um, there's a lot of knowledge there that people have that uh, they just have to go and, and pull back and get that knowledge out and decide what they're going to do next. Yeah. You know, are you changing any of your habits as all? Well? Are you are you seeing you know, your your traffic and your buys and requests? Uh, are they are they staying flat? Are they improving? Or what's going on with that? Uh, traffic cost continues to come down, so it's down thirty to forty percent right now. So that's that's a huge huge thing. Um, as far as our buys, we're totally we as I've said in the past shows, we've changed everything we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, most of our main advertisers are currently on hold, so we're doing you know more home service type deals and deals to help consumers because consumers just aren't buying right now you know as far as big ticket items and things like that it's not happening it's a totally different world but you still have to stay relevant stay communicating with people and you know provide value the biggest thing when i get into a deal is where can i provide that value and if you can answer that question there's a good chance you can make money well, um, and I think we are going to talk a little bit about uh, about how you make those decisions here coming up uh, sure. you know, when we have Ian on as well. But uh, are you seeing people are buying more off the internet, or are they and are they attracted to some of those offers that you're pitching out to them? Well, like I said, right now it's a time of self reflection. So people are looking at their life insurance policies, their investment portfolios, uh, their health insurance, their Medicare plan. It's it's more. Um, needs that people are looking at they're not saying or you know improving their lives uh, gym equipment I mean have you tried to buy a, a set of dumbbells on, on Amazon recently the 200 bucks for like a 10 pound set 
Um, so there's a lot of <clears throat> people that are working on themselves, which is good. I mean, it's a great time, right? It's a reset of the world in a sense. So it's a great time to be able to do things like that. What are you seeing as far as our people going to uh, internet uh, colleges and things of that nature? Um, yeah, we're doing quite a bit in online education, but we have been for years. Um, they just have to make the adjustment to anybody that did have campus. I was just thinking about that the other day. I mean, you know, imagine you have a senior graduating high school this year. What's that look like? And what's their future look like? Where are they going? What are they going to do? We just don't know. It's just a total unknown right now. Well, and, and here at UNLV, we're completely closed down here at UNLV as well. There's nobody in our building right now except for myself and uh, one of the disc jockeys from a radio station. And they're not planning on coming back here in Las Vegas uh, until the end of the school year. So we're really wow. seeing adjustments as well out there. But I got to think that this is going to, this could could really change the way society does things like getting used to uh, everybody here at UNLV is doing their classes online and stuff. Right. Good for me because I can now find parking spaces. But uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. My, my six-year-old daughter, her school is 100% online and we just did a parent-teacher conference on Monday. It's, uh, it's a different world. It's going to be interesting what it's going to go back to be. I mean, we'll see if a vaccine comes out and what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, right now you just have to take the time and Forgot what good can you do or what good do you have? Um, you know, there's a lot of pluses, right? <clears throat> From my second home here in Malibu, I could see Catalina Island for the first time, you know, because of, of the less pollution. So look for the pluses, you know, I've been working out for the past uh, 45 days, you know, every day, which is something that I probably wouldn't have done in my day-to-day -day life. So it's just finding the things that you can do that are pluses as opposed to being like, oh, poor me, poor me, I'm stuck here at home, so. Well, that's one of the things as we kind of get this show going here, we can kind of attract all types of people. Obviously, we've got the best of the best that's going to star on our show, but there, there are people that are going to get involved in this industry that have never been involved with it before. And, uh, and, uh, and you can give them some coaching, can't you, Kevin? Yeah, for sure. We, we do quite a bit of consulting for companies, deal negotiations and things of that matter. But uh, anybody that needs help, especially in COVID-19, I'll offer services for free if they need to be able to pivot their business. A lot of times with the experience that I have, I'll be able to tell them what direction to go in. And you, you've got to pivot at this time. There's, there's nobody that hasn't been affected by this. Um, I, I think that's true. We're, we're starting to see some glimmers of hope around different states that we're, <laughs> maybe this will start some trends and we can make that take place. Not making as much money as you want on the net? The internet traffic kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The Internet Traffic Kings. Like I said, we got a great, great show for you today. We got some great, great guests. Our first guest, he's an affiliate marketer, he's an ad buyer, he's an Amazon FBA genius. And he's also been around the block a few times. He's got some good stories for us, some positives and some not so positives, but he loves to, loves to talk to people. I've watched him a few times on the internet. He's got a great personality. So please, uh, Kevin, let's give a fabulous internet traffic king welcome to uh, Ian Fernando. Hi. Hey. What's going on, everybody? Uh, thanks for having yeah. me on here. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think the last time I saw you, Ian, I was thinking about it this morning was uh, uh, March Mad March Madness, man, Oklahoma. That's when, yeah, it. and that's sweet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, I think I think um, we drank too, or you influenced me to drink too much. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've been known to do that. Yeah, <laughs> he is a big influencer. That's right, but maybe not in the right capacity. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Houston. So, so Ian, you've been around for a little bit. You know, you uh, you've basically you know haven't had a job for 15 years, and you've just been readjusting yourself and creating things and kind of moving with the tide. And and uh, you've got some interesting. Uh, options uh, in your space as well, how people can actually find themselves uh, successful and they can get from zero to success using some of your tips. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how that journey is going. Um, well, I guess let's start backstory a little bit. Um, obviously, I'm in this game for just a little over 15 years. Uh, by I think by September this year, I'll be 16. So um, just creating ads online is pretty much what I, I do. I've I've went from being an advertiser, sold a software company in the past. I uh, had obviously a lot of startups and failures doing it as well. Um, but then recently got into Amazon just two years ago. Uh, so that's gone well too. Um, so just, you know, just adjusting and trying a lot of stuff. I've been from to ad to product owner back to just a marketer. And I find <coughs> being just a yeah. marketer much better. No. So now on on Amazon, are you um, did you buy an existing FBA site? And can you explain what an FBA is so our listeners understand what it yeah. is? And are you are you handling all aspects of it? Are you buying traffic? Because I know you can buy. Yep. So yeah, if you could just yeah. So in uh, a box in a sense. yeah. So Amazon FBA is a fulfillment by Amazon. Basically, you send products into Amazon, and Amazon fulfills it. And then there's the second part, which is FBM, which is fulfilled by Merchant, where I can have inventory at my place. And I fill it myself, and I interact with the consumer, um, and I do all, all that, right? Um, but uh, what I do mostly on Amazon is I do all arbitrage, all product arbitrage, retail and online arbitrage. And what that means is basically uh, very similar to affiliate marketing. It's I buy products uh, on a cheap, and then I just resell them for a profit, right? Uh, I have a plugin and an app on my phone where I can just go scanning. But now I have a virtual assistant that basically does the buying or gives me the product preview and I buy it and then I actually go to a prep center and then they actually send it out because I can't do, well, I just came back from like six year hiatus of traveling. Um, and most of my online arbitrage was just done through my VA and he did all the ordering and then I had a prep company that, uh, prepped it and then sent it to Amazon. So I really never saw the product. Basically, I just see it hit my Amazon dashboard. And obviously put in the fees, like it's a dollar fifty per product uh, when a prep company preps it. And then I put in my uh, the fees that my, my VA costs as well. So I still make a solid profit on there. Like last that's, year, that, I only did, brilliant. it's only like a 17% ROI, you know, but right. it's, it's consistent. You know I mean? that's, that's brilliant, though, to, to come up with something like that. I think one thing that people don't know is 60% of all traffic on Amazon is affiliates, meaning it's affiliate offers. It's not products that are owned by Amazon themselves. They are actual companies that are fulfilling the product, whether it's FBA or FBM. Um, and I didn't think people, I don't think people, people know that. Um, but playing an arbitrage game is really interesting. Uh, congratulations, because that's something. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to do the private label. Then when I got out of the space of Nutra, uh, I was yep. in the space for five years. Oh, man, I, having a team and doing yep. merchant processing, I hated the headache. Sure. And I was like, okay, arbitrage is just like affiliate marketing. Instead of buying cheap clicks, I'm buying cheap products and reselling yep. it, you know, <laughs> for conversion. So I think I love that fluidity model, right? Sure. Oh, makes makes sense. We're, we're we're doing some arbitrage currently ourselves, so I get it. Not not on Amazon, but uh, no, I get it. Yeah. it. Makes it makes sense for sure. 
It brings me back to like the eBay days when I first started on eBay, you know, just buying. Well, that, that's what I was thinking. Uh, one of my clients, <clears throat> I won't disclose who he is, but he, he was doing that on eBay, built an algorithm to buy and sell a certain product. And we ended up taking them online and doing it where <clears throat> the leads would come in. But he did, you know, pretty much what you're doing in a sense that he had VAs do it. They'd go, they'd search the product that he was looking for, buy it at a lesser price, and then he'd take it, bring it into a warehouse, and then wholesale it out in big bulk. And he was doing it, you know, fairly manually and we pretty much automated the whole strategy, but it makes sense. I mean, I say, I'd be interested to actually get that whole wholesale list of anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that's definitely the next step from arbitrage but, wholesale. Yeah. But then John, that goes back to what I'm talking about. Uh, going back to what you know and working off what you know to be able to leverage that. I mean, I don't think if you spoke to Ian two and a half years ago, he would have said he was looking at Amazon FBA, but he took his knowledge from affiliate marketing, his knowledge from media buying, put them together and said, hey, here's a market that I can use my knowledge to then get into. Yeah, even like uh, I bought ads for my ad inventory. Ad inventory is in the Amazon for 60 days. I actually buy Facebook traffic to it, you know? Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and I'll, I'll buy it from like Amazon DSP too and their self-serve yep. platform, but it's just so expensive for 35 mm -hmm. cents to 75 cents a click sometimes or per keyword right. that it's right. better for me to just buy like Facebook and pay 25 cents off there, which is more targeted. And plus I grow a pixel. Right, from Amazon. Right. So, makes makes sense. So what's next, uh, Ian? I'm sorry, John. Uh, what's what's next on the horizon? Where do you go from this arbitrage? Man, I don't know. Right now, I'm still doing campaigns. Um, the next thing for arbitrage on Amazon really is I kind of want to get into wholesale. I was trying mm -hmm. to start when I was living in Vietnam. I was actually trying to start an export business because I knew so, I met so many manufacturers out there. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I want to take these products and put them on Amazon, like coffee and the bamboo items. Because sure. uh, they're all unique products. And when I lived in the Philippines, too, there's so many vendors that had uh, products that they made out of recycled items. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can brand all this. So I started sure. this whole system. But it got kind of stuck because it's by February, when everything started going downhill, imports got an issue and, I don't know, all the shipping and I got all scared to be stuck in the country and not be able to visa run. So yeah, right. that one had stopped. Interesting. But no clue where to go from here. It's just going to be the same shit. As long as I'm buying ads, I think I'll be in. Other right. <laughs> right. Are you changing products in this current economic? Uh, yeah. So most, I'm actually doing a lot more Udemy offers or Udemy okay. types. So, so yeah. So Udemy would be more learning type offers. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, just I'm doing more that like my travel stuff and my my health stuff didn't do too hasn't been doing too well in the past month so I, I pivoted yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously I'm still doing sweet stuff, but I'm doing more VSLs actually on native actually. Mm -hmm. I, have, okay. I didn't have to set up my native platform right now, uh, but yeah, it's just more of the educational part and people like I think you're saying your past show that I was watching you guys like saying. Yeah, people are just trying to reinvent themselves, you know what I mean? And yeah. try to figure out, hey, maybe I'm not, when I, before quarantine is over, I make sure I don't look like a fat fuck, you know, and just right. work, work inside, right? So Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, and now we've got, we've got the, 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 the actual traffic side of this and how you monetize that and how you reinvent yourself, which we've been talking about. Uh, all the time, but right now we're going to bring in the big dog, Bennett Kelly. Bennett, there is some upsides and some downside risk to uh, to doing the right things. What have you been seeing has been going on, and uh, and uh, 
Are you are you seeing a lot more activity? Um, well, on my side, which is heavily focused on the internet and you know, e-commerce sites, there's a lot of focus on getting getting up in gear on the privacy side because um, the California um, Consumer Privacy Act went into effect on January 1 and enforcement can begin starting July 1, even though the Attorney General hasn't finalized the regulations. Um, oh. A new draft so, just came out a couple of weeks ago. So, so they're going to um, try and enforce something they don't even have uh, finalized. Yeah. Finalized. Yeah, that's great. And, it, you know, <laughs> As dumb as that sounds, even dumber is the fact that they uh, are refusing an extension uh, on yeah, that uh, deadline, saying, well, how are companies supposed to be able to um, respond and get compliant um, when you haven't even told us what, what the lay of the land is? And they right. said, well, when I went up backing down. Um, the one thing, and they said, we may, we may even start enforcing it sooner which shows that, that they don't know what they're talking about because the law is explicit. Um, they can't start enforcement until July 1. And the other thing right. is that um, despite their efforts to change the law, they can, when all they can do is they can give you a notice of violation. And when that happens, that means you have, from that point, you have 30 days to correct the violation. And only then, if you don't correct, can they go after you. So it's kind of like a one bite of the apple rule. So even with the chaos, people still may be okay as long as they were able to you know, get their stuff together within 30 days of getting a notice from the Attorney General. Um, Could you take 30 I, seconds and break down exactly what the CCPA is so that the sure. listeners understand? Okay, great, thank you. Um, so the, the CCPA was a, a comprehensive uh, privacy act passed in um, relatively short time, like 17 days or something like that. And it, it establishes certain rights for consumers. So consumers are now able to, you have to disclose what type of information you collect from them, categories, who, how, who you share it with for business purposes, who you share it with for marketing purposes. And then the consumer has rights to request that you delete their information that you disclose who you share it with or that you have and then you have to have a, a link on your site do not sell my information so they are able to opt out of selling your information so these are all things that um will, will be enforceable as of july 1. Um, in addition the state of nevada last year passed a requirement similarly re enabling consumers to say don't sell my information so, do you think all states are going to adapt it eventually? You know, it's it's funny. If you asked me that in January, I would say mm -hmm. that's you're yeah. going to get there very quickly. But yeah. um, so far this year, other states contemplating it haven't quite pulled it off. So, um, right, it, it had the wave we keep expecting, and everyone says is coming, it hasn't happened yet. Right. I mean, from a business standpoint, I know it's a lot because we've <clears throat> deeply dug into. The programming of it and what it's going to take and it's quite quite a quite an arduous task to to get there and that's for each site right yeah uh, and then um, you know if you get depending on your size you have to keep records right disclose in your privacy yeah. policy how many um requests you've, you process for this information right and um and it kind of requires a, an annual updating your privacy policy to reflect mm -hmm. you know what you did in prior 12 months 
Right. And um, so it's, it's a lot of people, you, you, you have to comply if you have, I think, um, revenue over 25 million um, mm-hmm. and, or if half of your income comes from selling um, data. And uh, so that's how they're getting a lot of people. So for, but for somebody selling direct to consumer or for, so for somebody like Ian Fernando, it wouldn't apply whatsoever, correct? Well, if it depends on his size. So um, if he's not, if he's below the threshold and he's not selling um, data, then it, it may not apply to him. Well, one second, John, there is one other element is it may not apply to you, but there may become over time the thing that the California law may create is an expectation by consumers that, you know, mm-hmm. websites will do this. And so whether right. or not you're governed by the law, you know, your, your consumers may say, hey, I, I, want, I want to do this. And so what puts you in the position of saying, well, um, I don't have to, but, you know, are you better off basically trying to comply with the law to right. a certain extent, even if you're not um, subject to it for that purpose? Now, do you think this is going to turn into another can spam where <clears throat> ambulance chasers, aka lit- litigation experts, are going to go after people on on claims, whether they're valid or not? Is that is that the new market for the can spam attorneys? No, actually, and well, first of all, in can spam, that's only the California law, um, right? It's only right. state and law. Again, we're talking about California. So California, yeah. um, they tried to open that up. The attorney general basically said, I don't have the resources to enforce this, which is the wrong signal to send. Um, let's allow private right of action. And that, that didn't pass. So as of now, enforcement is only by the attorney general, which has limited resources, and, and God knows how tied up they're going to be after this you know, COVID stuff with all the you know, fraud issues that may come up with that. Right. Um, and the only private right of action is really if you have a data breach. Got it. So you you know you would the, I'm sure the the plaintiff's bar is itching well, to get data breach to come after people. But but if you go go on you know say one of my background sites and you request your information to be removed and it's not removed, you still have a right of action though. No, you can you I can report you. You can report me, but you don't to think the attorney general who then can send gotcha. you a notice of compliance and you'll have 30 Got days it. to fix it. Okay. But Got it. Um, I can't sue you for that. Got now, it. Okay. If, uh, if you do get that type of notice uh, from the attorney general, because it is so new, do they actually let you know what you violated? And Yes. Yeah, so I mean, basically you have to just be, you, you violated the, the California, you know, they call it CPA, Consumer Privacy Act. Right. Um, in this way, and that would give you 30 days to correct. And uh, so, what if you don't correct? What if you then they, like then the... they can come after you? I mean, I was shocked, you know, because it, it, given that you get that one bite, you think it, that it, I would. Yeah. I was shocked to find that some companies don't fix it. And once um, right. Kamala Harris, when she was Attorney General, sent a notice to Delta to fix something about on their app in terms, in terms of disclosing privacy practices. And they ignored the um, instruction and didn't, re- didn't correct it. So they sued. And I'm, like, I'm thinking, why the hell did they do that? Why did they you know, basically give the right. Attorney General an easy lawsuit? But then it turns out um, 
Delta was uh, exempt under some Federal Aviation Act. It didn't have to comply. So that's why you know, they got the, the suit kicked out. But for, you know, unless you're an especially regulated industry and have some exemption, um, you've got to comply within 30 days. Yeah, but from a marketing standpoint, at least it sounds a lot better than can spam and or TCPA. You know, I <clears throat> I watched the panel on TCPA a couple of years ago too, and they put all the lawsuits that that were settled, and some of them were you know Bank of America for nine million, Wells Fargo for yes. eight million, and all these major corporations because all they did is these you know ambulance chasers call them these litigators that that you know for profit just found it an opening and said okay here, here's how we're gonna you know, here's how we're going to make money off it. So it's it's encouraging at least to know that with this, we're not going to have to deal with that second second uh, part of it as far as having independent attorneys contacting us. For now, but keep in For mind now, yeah, that they're yeah. itching to get in. Sure. Is this like, is this similar to, I don't know, Kevin, you, you probably know, it's like uh, with the rebills, like I got AG letters every month with the rebills and you had to comply or at least uh, mm -hmm. do an adjustment within 30 days. Is this similar to that? Um, not, not really. I mean, this, this is, this is more from, from where it is now, but you know, Bennett covered it best saying it's not defined yet. So we don't know how far they're going to take it. Just like can spam when it came out, it, you know, it was a certain way and then they, they, they made some changes to it. So we don't know where it's going to end up. Got it. Um, but, but currently, like I know all our background sites are reverse phone sites. We already have the database in place where Yui and Fernando can go on and say, I want all my information removed from the public databases. We have to then remove it from ours and then send it to our partners as well for them to remove it so, we, so we're in compliance. So the only violation would be if we didn't do that in 30 days, Ian Fernando went back to go search, still saw his information on there, then, then complain to the AG, then they would have to launch a complaint. Which, from what I'm getting from you, Bennett, and from what I'm getting from you, Bennett, that's not defined what that means. They'll come after you, but there's no clear definition. Is it a fine? Well, they, can, just, they can find you, and they can get injunctive sure. relief. But um, sure. you know, the, the key is you're not going to have consumers suing you. You won't have class actions. Um, right. right. Now, the question is, if other states pass it, will they also not um, allow private suits like Nevada and California have chose not to? And, you know, I don't know if we can count on that. I think there will be a day where there will be lawsuits over this. I just, you know, fortunately for now, that's not the case. Right. Excellent. Excellent information. Uh, we've got a portion of our segment of our show where we kind of do a little roundtable here and we kind of put you guys uh, kind of behind the curtain here and sort of take some information that is a specialty of yours and share that with us in this segment of what we should know and what we need to know. So Kevin, we'll go ahead and, uh, and use your expertise to answer that question. We'll take about three minutes uh, for each of you. Three minutes for each of us? Get out of here. Um, <clears throat> I'll take 30 seconds. What you should know, we're gonna be here for a while. We're, you know, everybody thinks that the world's gonna go back to normal, it's not. We're gonna, we're gonna be in this economic crisis for quite some time. And you know, what I said at the beginning of the show, you know, go back and Know what you know and apply that to how you can provide value in this day and age. That's really the only thing you can do. Um, you know, you can sit home and watch TV all day or you can make something of yourself and, and start a new business or as Ian did, you know, decide that, hey, now I'm gonna get into Amazon and start arbing that. Um, you know, I said weeks ago, we changed our business totally around in a couple of weeks and we're continuing to change it just where the market is. I mean, had you asked me in January if I'd be in all the markets I'm in now, of course I wouldn't be. 
but you have to adapt or die. Just move into the markets and go, go where, you, where you can provide value and make money. And that, that works, you know, hand in hand. Excellent. Uh, thank you so much uh, for that. Ian, tell us uh, what we should know and what we need to know. Uh, during this crisis, right? Or, or in general, or, or move backing that into what your expertise is as well. Um, I think what everybody should know is really up to them. You know, there's, there's a lot of noise online and all these gurus. And I feel like people, you just need to trip and fall a couple of times and scrape your face and feel that pain and understand what that is. And it's like, Oh, that curve was pretty fucking high. I need to jump a little higher, you know? So, um, I think people need to understand that in this time in time and age right now we're in like i think it's perfect time to re-improve yourselves for sure and learn a new skill set where uh you can literally just fail right now and nothing's gonna happen because you're not gonna be spending that much money you have so much more time right you gotta use that time to its most valuable uh assets either your health knowledge or, or whatnot so what you shouldn't do is like just sit around and just you know just complain and be pity and be mad at the world I think you know like when this first started happening and I had to move back to the states because I was uh, I thought I was gonna be locked overseas I mean I was, I was kind of mad for the first two weeks and I'm like fuck it I need to, I need to move I need to move you know just keep moving that's all it is yeah we're very fortunate Ian right because we we can create online we can do things online whereas a lot of people can't yeah so we can we can keep ourselves busy. We can learn. We can try new things where if you're a retail shop, if you own the flower shop, you're just dead right now. There's really nothing you can do. Um, it's literally a flower shop that, that gives, gives out their flowers every day for free that are, I would assume, that are about to die or expiring or something. Yeah. No, uh, Farm Girl Flowers, a startup that I've been following out of San Francisco, same thing. They were showing how they had to plow a bunch of them you know, into the ground because there's nothing they can do with them. It's, uh, yeah. it's a real shame. But I'm saying there's not much, you know, besides them going online, there's not much that they can really do with their business or the auto body shop down the block. I mean, he can't do anything right now. What's he going to do? Yeah. You know? I mean, but then there's no, there's no pivoting. Yeah. But then there's also the skill set too. There's, there's, there's a lot of people that just don't, are just not technical. All they want to do is just do an iPhone message or FaceTime and that's all they know really about the online right. world. Right. right. So. Well, good. Um, so uh, the uh, now let's move on to, uh, to Bennett and Bennett. Uh, some final words uh, from you on some things that we that we uh, we need to know and things that we we should know. And uh, and I think we've talked about a few of these before as well. Um, and in terms of what you need to know is um, that there's a lot more scamming and um, cyber attacks going on. Because if you think about it, uh, a lot of the technical people have been sent home, and so the, the scammers and the you know, the cyber hackers uh, are taking advantage of that, and uh, so that's something you should be aware of. And the FTC has already started some enforcement actions on some of the scammers out there, and um, and so what you should know is you should be evaluating, you know, uh, what your settings are at home, how secure you are. And then secondly, um, if you have employees who are working remotely, you need to figure out um, how you monitor them um, so you can ensure you're complying with wage and hour laws and also how you're protecting your trade secrets um, from not leaking out from your employees while they're working remotely. 
Well, excellent. Uh, well, really a good show so far today. Uh, Ian, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. Valuable. Thank you, Ian. We look forward to having you back on the show. Uh, and Bennett, always a, Bennett the Big Dog Kelly is always a wealth of information. And, uh, and now let's uh, take a quick word uh, from D Money. He's got some interesting stuff that's going on that plays right into the hands of everybody that we're talking to. Uh, so, hey, make it rain with some information for us, D. <laughs> Well, first, I'd like to thank you guys for having me back on the show. I'm, I'm like a regular guest. I'm like so the we're excited what you're your doing, show. Darren. We're, we're excited uh, hey, about listen, what you're doing. We want, to, we want some updates. We're setting the world on fire during a pandemic. huh? Nice. Um, we're going to do our virtual digital expo really big. Ian, I don't know if you got the news, but we're doing this expo. We got the whole thing. We have trade show booths, speakers. Uh, networking opportunities, and we even have back-to-back -back nights of parties. And I have something I can announce here. We just signed our first big name. We have Mixmaster Mike performing at the Affiliate Ball, which I think you guys would agree would be pretty dope. So he's yeah. actually going to perform wow. live, and he's going to be, you know, doing his DJ set. Uh, we're actually going to create a virtual dance floor now where you could join in in a big Zoom dance floor and put the camera on you so we could see like Kevin dancing in his living room, maybe in Fernando break dancing or doing whatever moves you've got. Pop God, I was gonna think I'm getting too old. You know? <laughs> so it's gonna be fun. We're gonna add a lot of interaction to it. We're adding a lot of bells and whistles. You might just wanna stop by and drop a business card off at a trade show booth. Yes, you can actually drop a business card off at a business trade show booth again. Uh, but we have a coffee shop where you can meet friends and get some ideas for recipes for coffee drinks. And we also have a bar where you can stop by and chat with some people and learn about mixed drinks in your own open bar at home. So we have a lot going on at the Virtual Digital Expo, but so that's just are, a few is, things off the top. Is of registration head. open right now, Darren? And yes, it is actually. How do they get in contact with you? You can register on virtualdigitalexpo.com. Uh, you can attend right now for free until we change our minds on that. Uh, I am expecting a very large audience. You know, we have like 50,000 plus people in our past guest list. That's nice. all that we reach out to in our newsletters. We're That's actually going to create an account for all of them, which means overnight they can click a link to update their information and be able to set their password for the, uh, for the platform. And nice. I'm expecting that we'll probably have over 10,000 people attending this, which could actually make us the biggest digital marketing trade show overnight if it all goes well. So I'm very excited about it. I'm sure. Uh, it I never thought that my party would be a trade show as well. So, you know, started off throwing the parties and now we're, you know, the trade show as well. We have an official trade show to the party instead of being the official party to the trade show, which is kind of well, neat. I have to congratulate you, Darren, because you're pivoting when, again, you know, using your experience and pivoting at a time right now where people are still wondering what to do. Um, which Bennett on the next show I would like to talk about as well the liability these trade shows have in regards to refunding the money right because they're all holding money with these new dates that we don't know I mean right. realistically I don't I don't think there'll be a real trade show for another year and a half so what happens now can they just you know hide in their terms and say yeah I mean I was looking back like you know even myself I've got you know I won't mention the shows but I've prepaid for a lot of events and that money's just tied up now so what, what type of recourse and are there going to be class sure. actions and what do you see on the horizon and what, you know, what should people know? We yeah. can definitely cover that next one. That's interesting. That's actually pretty good, Darren. I actually just finished doing a pre-recorded thing for the virtual affiliate summit. 
you know, that was, uh, that was actually an interesting thing to do, but yeah, that's awesome, bro. I, I don't know yeah. if you're going to be on a dance floor though, but we'll see. Hey, hey listen, got, all of our hey, booths, all the booths can also be a speaker as well. So like, even though we're going to have our big speakers, anyone with a booth has the Zoom platform that can hold up to 300 people, which is almost like the size of a, a keynote speaker room. So we'll give you that. You should talk support. offline, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you guys should talk offline. Maybe you got a deal there, Darren. Yeah, hey, <laughs> look, you, look you picked up an advertiser on a podcast. First time <laughs> ever. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, that's awesome. I, I, again, you guys, thank you so much for uh, being with us here. Um, I want to thank uh, Kevin the Click Father, DiVincenzi, for being with us as well. I Pleasure as always. Ian Fernando for giving us some great information. And the big dog, Bennett Kelly, is in the house. And, of course, D-Money, thanks for, thanks for uh, teasing us with that a little bit. We'll have you back and talk a little bit more about it as well. So uh, from the uh, campus of UNLV in Las Vegas, Nevada, I'm the big fabu. John Fondy, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.